podcast with Mo. What up? Welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 41. This week, we talk about a fire at Snappy's work. Uh, Our patrons, like always, um, we get an email from Snappy's brother where we talk about guns and cussing and other disapproving things. Uh, LeBron, Michael Jackson, R. Kelly, the Momo Challenge, the Cheese Challenge, Oklahoma Weather, Brightburn, Wayne, the homie, Bernie Sanders, North Korea, and Mexico. Uh, thanks for checking out the podcast. What up? We are joined by Snappy. Hello, hello. Uh, how's it been, man? Man, it ain't been too bad. I know you came over this week, seemed a little happier than normal. I had a decent week. Nothing to really complain about. Right. I mean, nothing, good. No drama. That's always good. Um, the drama's coming shortly, but I didn't have none this week. So that was like that was like the calm before the storm, you know. Yeah, that does happen way too fucking often. Like, it's almost while like I had so much hectic money, financial shit, like with my plumbing and other random shit. That like that was so stressful that everything else in life was like, well, it's all fine, whatever. I don't, the fuck's the matter about it? so like sometimes there's benefits to having stress in other areas. I, I did have like. a huge fucking fire at work. A fire? Yep. Oh, shit. I said they're running this machine, and I'm training this new girl, which I don't like training in the first place, but they begged me. And she didn't press the form button in time, which is, you know, done like, I'd say, 20 of these roll changes. And when you don't do it in time, sometimes it sucks down in that chain, and the chain pops off, and it takes like an hour to fix. Okay. And so you turn the oven off, and you kick them out, and then turn it off, and you have time to usually get it out. Right. Within three seconds, the entire bottom oven just went whoosh. Black smoke everywhere in this big-ass warehouse. They had to shut down all the machines in my area. So it's your fault? Well, yeah, it kind of got blamed on me. All right. Until yesterday when they found the evidence. Oh, okay. There was a little piece in there that a sensor was wrapped around, that a wire was wrapped around. And when that thing isn't working right, it goes to like 2,000 degrees like instantly. Oh, shit. So it wasn't my fault. It was just erupting in fire. I've never seen this. I've been here three years. I just... Right. I put out the fire and I had to crawl in there and fucking clean it out and shit. But then the next night, my former hits it. I go to cut the sheet. The motherfucker stops. Three seconds. Whoosh. But it wasn't as bad this right. time, so... Well, that's that is exciting. It was it was pretty cool. So, and then Orlando's like, I don't know if they've been giving you grief about it, but it wasn't your fault because finally they started having fires on the other uh, shifts also. Oh, uh, I see. But nothing like the one that first one. That right, first, first one was really epic. Got yeah, yeah. Um, well, I will say real quick. Uh, shout out to the Patreon page at patreon.com slash a podcast with mo people should go there and give us money and you can get the episodes early no matter how much money you give us a month um so yeah there's that you would get the music episode a week early i almost do that every time where you get the music episodes a week early and i'm waiting to send the music episode that comes out this friday to artists sometime this week that this episode is out as opposed to right now because i feel like before they was I don't know if they're sharing it, right? If I send it too early to them, right. I need it fresh on their mind. So we're going to see how that goes. Um, and then I've done this big thing on the music podcast. So I guess I'll say it here of like, I'm done caring about listener numbers as long as we have enough patrons that make it where I don't have to pay to host the podcast out of my own pocket. And so I technically do, but I keep the Patreon money in like a side account to save up money to purchase new equipment or whatever. Um, so as long as the Patreon is above $15, basically. I will keep this going. That's my my only promise to them. Unless like some crazy shit happens right where I can't. But um anyway, I gotta shout you, my mom, and Hurricane Haynes as the patrons that get shouted out. And still looking for the rappers that drop the racks. That has not happened yet, even though I put out that cool little clip about it. No rappers bit. So we're gonna have to figure out another way to go about it. Uh, but we do have emails this week. Two of them. Long ones from your brother. Oh, boy. Billy, what's his nickname? Nunchuck Bill. I mean, we call him Nunchuck Bill. He doesn't Don't like crack it. crack corn. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, what is his family name? Like, the way mine is Big Kahuna and yours was Snappy. Uncle Billy. 
Oh, I don't know. I see the captain's captain one. I no, don't know what they called him. Donnie's a captain, I think. I don't remember. My dad always has oh. those nicknames for everybody. Yeah, your dad always said Billy Crack Corn. I'm pretty sure. Okay, I'm sure that's it. I just I could call him, but he he works nights. I think at the moment and shit. So anyway, um, Billy has a long fucking email. Two of them. So I'm gonna just skim through, highlight some shit. It's basically just someone who doesn't agree with me on fundamentally anything and then wants his voice heard. And that's fine, but just make your own podcast, you know, if you're going to rap <laughs> this much. Uh, it says, I was listening to the podcast, and this is about episode 39, so when you were on, and we covered a vast number of subjects. It says, we mentioned the Blue Lives Matter. He thinks I missed the point where he agrees all lives matter, and the purpose was to support law enforcement due to the target that was placed on their lives of police officers that were being targeted on on and off duty. I agree with that. But if you're someone who was against Black Lives Matter, then you missed the point that that was started because they felt like black citizens were targeted by police officers. Like, it's the exact same thing you he just wrote in his email, but you replace police officers with black citizens. And again, so that's why I was like, the hypocrisy in that whole movement, if you have to go back to it. Um, He said, um, he said it wasn't just a group just because, oh, and it says, if the solo cut factory was the target of these attacks... And we could say Snappy's life mattered in that situation. You mentioned firemen that were under attack. Then by all means, we would start a Red Lives Matter campaign. What I was saying is, because y'all just missed the point if y'all ain't fucking listening. What I was saying is Blue Lives Matter did not mean firemen's lives did not matter. So people shouldn't have acted like Black Lives Matter meant other people's lives didn't matter. That was my simple point. Um, And then we switch over. You got anything to add here? I'll just list it right now. Okay. It says, and then you switched to that you don't believe police should shoot people. And he says, he promises as a retired police officer, we don't shoot people for fun. And if we did, the meth head population would dwindle. Besides, all ventures to say most officers, if they have any scruples about them at all, will suffer after shooting and killing someone. I'm not saying any of that's not true. I'm just saying I don't think anyone should be trained to shoot first mentality when you are to protect and serve. And I will still believe that regardless of this argument. Anyway. Um, bad, badge or not, if they draw on me, I'm going to draw on them. I think that's a different scenario. But <sighs> lot, honestly, I'll only get mad or not mad of like, how are y'all not pissed? Is when someone's like running away and then a cop's like, hurry, get the gun and shoot him. He robbed that store. And I'm like... Okay, but so we're deciding robbing is like your convict your death. Death is the is what the punishment is for robbing a store. And I don't know if we should all we all agree on that. So that's where I'm like It depends on like if they like maybe threaten the people inside or something. Right. And then it becomes and maybe like armed robbery. Right. If they have a weapon, that's a whole other thing. But right. or if like sometimes it's a traffic stop and someone's like stopping there and then the cop's like, You got out of the car too fast. I had to shoot him, and it's like, well, yeah. I don't know. Some of those things are just like, well, I don't think we should be trained that I mean, way. You, it just seemed like you could tell hands coming at you and a gun coming at you. Just, I don't. Right. To me. I and mean, he brings up here uh, the female Tulsa officer and how, like, all that stuff. I was completely against her. So, like, to bring her up in an argument of to change my mind was like, not the way, because she's exactly what I just described. A guy got out of the car, and he was on drugs, I think, but she thought she saw a gun. She freaked out and shot him, and it was like all the video was like cops surrounded the dude. He wasn't going to do anything to anybody. She just killed a man, in my opinion, but the jury found her not guilty because it's in Oklahoma, and most people are going to lean that way, in my opinion, just in general, uh, but then he said, on a side note, I don't like guns, and I'm afraid I will get dirty or break a nail. Which I think is a misconception. Like I've shot guns a lot. I just literally my argument is I do not have an I don't have a need for guns in my day to day life. Like I haven't as an adult ever had a gun, and I've never once been like, oh shit, you know what I need right now? A fucking gun. If I had a gun right now, I could do this task. It just it doesn't come into play, and I don't have the money for one. Like I'm just I think people always think I'm joking. Like I spend all my money on all kinds of shit, and then I have no money. So like I live a very uh. Oh, I just saying I'm all these people that's like, let me go buy this new fucking fancy gun. Look at my new gun collection. That shit ain't gonna happen to me. So anyway, and it's something I don't like I told you, man, I could go shoot every day if I had the time. Right. And you enjoy it as a hobby, but I would ah, just yes. rather buy video games. Right. Right. Like, and that's just what I'd rather do with it. Like, that is more enjoyable to me. And then for so people like your brother here, uh Billy, 
to be like, huh, you're scared to get your nanser. It's like, I just literally, like, my dad owns guns. You know what they do? They sit in a fucking gun cabinet. You know what my dad does for fun? He rocks in a chair and stares at the lake. Like, I can't do that. Like, I need shit to fill my time up, and that's, I have to spend my money on those things. Like, it has nothing to do about if getting dirty. I don't even think guns are a dirty fucking project. You go to a fucking range and shoot. It has nothing to do with fucking mud or dirt or anything. So that's fucking weird. Um, says on another part, we mentioned fake listeners and uh, something like that. And he says he does not think we should be doing fake voices and crap like that. He does not think <laughs> it would work. So that's his opinion there. Um, and he says, you mentioned cussing because, you know, last week you were yeah. on this whole cussing thing. Now, one thing real quick. As soon as you left, I was like, God damn it. Your wife started a job that I used to be working at. And you get fired immediately if you cuss. Right. So I was like, God damn, how did I not think about that one? But um, he says, most people don't want to hear that. And I agree. Most people tell me their one problem with the podcast is we cuss too fucking much. And I'm like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so that's how we're going to do it. Um, and he says, but most employers do have policies against it and blah, blah, blah. So he's basically saying, uh, you're you're wrong there. Um. He says he doesn't listen to the music spinoff, but not to pick on poor Rusty for his, you know, take on the vulgar music. But in my defense, Rusty hit me up immediately after Yale stand up because I knew as soon as I sent that email, you were going to say some shit about Andaconas by Big Timers or whatever we <laughs> listen to. So Rusty agreed with me, and he also said, I know I'm getting old. So I feel vindicated in that one. And then he says, group email's wonderful unless you're in it with Dustin, y'all's other brother. Um, uh, group email group messages are the worst i hate them i don't want to be a part of them so if you listen to this episode here uh yeah man i don't like the group shit i hate it right um now his second email starts off making me pissed is says kudos to you you are a much better listener and friendly on this one where it's like hey condescending asshole i'm on making this podcast for you i don't need your kudos so anyway that's just my first thought. I'm not being an asshole. We're not trying to be. And then it said, you police, you said police should be like fire department, only respond if called. That's good in theory. But then the meth problem would be worse and burglaries would be up. I disagree. I think if people were robbing your house, you would call them the same way you would call the fire department if your house was on fire. Seems pretty simple. Um, honestly, I don't care if meth heads lived in a village away from everyone and didn't bother anyone. I wouldn't call the cops on them. But if like your neighbor's a meth head and they're keeping you up and not call the cops on them, I'm fine with that. I'm clearly talking about this whole entrapment game we all play. Um, anyway. And also that we're not super religious by any means, but there are prophecies on the Trump presidency from many years before he ever even had a president as a thought. I know it was on the Simpsons. I've seen it. Yeah, that's the prophecy. Um, Right. You can't convince me of anything with religion. Trump literally autographed fucking Bibles yesterday when he was visiting the tornado that's victims. He autographed the front of a f- <laughs> Bible, man. They hate me. I swear to God. I swear on everything. That's I happened. mean, we used to get like fancy Bibles when he was a kid that had our name engraved on it. It's the that- same signature that is on a check to a porn star that he had sex with that evangelicals will say he is the holy one on his third wife, but yet say Obama was the Antichrist. Because he was married to the same woman and faithful for blah, blah, blah. Man, if they so was going to pick an antichrist, I think I might go with this AOC chick, man. See, I don't I don't see how everyone hates her so much. It blows my mind. I like, I guess she's kind of dumb. That Dude, Trump's dumb. Uh, George Bush was dumb. There's a lot of dumb politicians. She's dumb, she, but she, she's got people back. She's almost like she's part of the cartel, in my opinion. I don't. I'm not sure how. I don't get how she would be. She, she'd be linked. See, like, and then I got that other. Politi- I'm saying like I haven't heard her say anything that would make me think that is what I'm saying. I read something other the other day. I don't remember what it was. No. Uh, I mean, just everything I've seen shared of her. It's other people saying she's dumb, or people like, oh, this is a good idea. And I'm, I think conversations are fun. I mean, there's fucking like a hundred goddamn senators or whatever. She's one of them. Isn't she a senator or is she a yeah. representative? I don't remember. Either way, she's like a voice or whatever, but like people can still t- talk about shit. I don't know. I, I hate how everyone's got to agree with everything everyone says. You can't just be like, oh, you were pretty cool on that, but not on this. And yeah. I don't know. It's weird the way the world is. So anyway, those were the emails for Billy. I know I was an asshole in some of it, but that's kind of my shtick here. And then him saying like I was friendlier with uh, my, you know, my wife on here. 
but like I literally have a different personality for every co-host because that's how it works. Uh, this is in some ways improv, and you kind of just play off people. Now, I have a new Facebook group I'm in about podcasting, and I've learned a lot of people write out scripts. And I'm like, I can't even imagine coming in here and not freestyling it. Like, we have like a little like two yeah, words I mean, here and there that I look I got, at. You know, some notes I type in sometimes, but. Right, but I don't. Um, I don't understand how you could do this. I'm like, oh, shit, that seems like a lot of work. So a lot of times when, for instance, when you're on, I'm a little more like you like to troll people like you. You're like real backing up. So I like to troll you a little bit because I know you like to troll people. Yeah. And then that makes me a little more of an ass or a rantier than normal. Whereas with my wife, I know she just wants to talk about bugs and she doesn't really love being on here. So I try to be friendly to her. Um, we have Wyatt on. I know Wyatt is more of like an improv he he does like acting and shit, so I let him kind of do his little his thing more, I guess. So I, don't know, I just try to approach different co-hosts differently. So you will notice that thing. this week I don't know if we're gonna have a second episode. I've hit up a few people that have not gotten back to me if they want to do it or not. So there's that. Shout that out there. Huh. Um. Oh, I do one thing from the last time you were on is <clears throat> we were talking about I was talking about red wings, and mm-hmm. you I think said red ring. Which I think red ring would apply having sex on a period. And I was saying red wing as in eating a vagina on a period. So I was just making sure we were clear on that. Either one. I'm pretty sure I heard red wing. I probably just said it wrong. Okay. I was just saying no. So when I was listening back. I go, I wonder if he thought. Dude, my English doesn't come out very good sometimes. <laughs> I was just, I just needed to double check to clarify uh, the story. I don't believe I've ever said red ring. That's. I mean, I'm, it might have sounded that way, but I didn't right. intentionally say that. All right, so I was just making sure because I was like, I don't want you to. <clears throat> I just want to get all misconstrued. I don't know why, but I, I wrote a thing down there. Uh, have you seen this shit about LeBron James and seeing he's going to sit out? Uh, they was starting to talk about it the other day. Do you think he should? No. I don't either. I think be, only because he's trying to do this, so I'm better than Jordan thing, and Jordan would never do it. Jordan would try to fight for the eight seed if possible, I feel like. And I think off that reason alone, even though the Lakers are virtually out of it, I don't know if they're mathematically out of it exactly. You've seen a lot of this the last five, ten years, NBA, NFL. Right. They're setting people out, and people used to never play that way. Well, guys used to also, the money they made was a little different, but you think actually they made more. They they make per game, don't they? Yeah, but they still get paid if they sit out. Oh, well, fuck. If for rest or whatever. Um, they sit out for a better draft pick so they have something to trade for Anthony Davis? Exactly. That's the strategy that the Lakers All go right, with. Hopefully, maybe they could somehow luckily get the pick for Zion. Right. Well, I think their idea is just even as long as they could get the pick that's better than whatever Boston will get. Because Boston has somebody's pick this year. I don't remember who's at the moment. And so it's like if the Lakers right, could get down low enough you know, that's a good piece to try to trade for Anthony Davis. And I get that strategy, and I don't think it's really bad. I just can't imagine a world in which Jordan, and again, I'm only saying this because we all, everyone wants to say Jordan's the best. I personally think Kareem should be ahead of him. Um, but, like, that's what LeBron's chasing, right? And then LeBron, the other not passed Jordan on all-time points list, and a lot better percentages, I believe, as well. So, like, people can't say he took more shots or anything. Yeah, but, he's played 100 more games. Right, but... But he doesn't. He's not a scorer either, like you know, in a classic score. But either way, it was the thing that stuck out to me was like the crowd was like, "Golf clap, golf clap," because it was like, "Who cares if the Lakers? LeBron ain't done shit in L.A." Whereas, if he was with Cleveland when that happened, yeah, they would been roaring. It would have been fucking a ten minutes to break in the game ovation, and I feel like that has to be worth something. Now I know he's gonna make fucking Space Jam too. I think it's gonna be bad. I'm gonna watch it because I love Taz. You know, I love Looney Tunes. I just wish they'd bring Looney Tunes back. Uh. But I'm like, I, mean, I don't we know. See, we seen where I seen as a kid Michael Jordan playing through the flu. But he also it, set out two years as well. Like that can't there, be. There's also a backstory to that too. I know. I think he got kicked out for gambling, and they just didn't want to bring it up. I think right. that is for sure the real story. Uh, but if you want to go with like the canonical story, which is his dad died, his dad loved baseball. Jordan got thought I have to honor my dad by playing baseball. What do you go the White Sox? Yeah, and he was on their minor league team. And the way Space Jam, the movie, tells it is that the catchers would tell him which pitches were coming because they were such a big fan of him. And the competition was so not there because everyone was such a fan, he just couldn't do it. 
yet he was in the fucking minor leagues and he had not great stats. He had like a decent stat here or there, you know, stat day. So anyway, Jordan. Where's them pros going? Is Tebow going to make it? Or is is he actually going to make the actual team? I think he just fills up seats for the minor league Mets team. Um, and I think he'll be there in spring ball probably because they like can have the big roster. So he's basically getting paid for his name because he gets to announce too. Yeah, and then yeah, he then goes to the SEC network or yeah. whatever the fuck. It is fascinating how some college football players are just fucking the best ever at it, and then they're just nothing as pros. You know, like right. Tebow, and there's a lot of OU quarterbacks before this recent stretch of good OU quarterbacks. You know, us being here in Oklahoma. Uh, they just were not, or like I remember Eric Couch or whatever his name was from Nebraska. Yeah, he did. Nothing. He was so awesome when I was a kid. He and, was a great Nebraska. And then it was just well, nothing. well, there's a Tim Couch too, wasn't there? I think so. Maybe it's Eric Crouch. Maybe that was it. You I know, know something he like that. the Nebraska. I believe yeah, it was Nebraska Couch guy. Brothers. And he uh, he wore like a Hawaiian shirt, like the Heisman ceremony, like ten years after he won. You know, and he was everybody was like, "What the fuck?" Because <laughs> everyone else is like in suits or some shit. I remember there was some story similar to that. Um, also something I need to do is watch this Michael Jackson documentary called needing leaving Neverland is out on HBO and I have HBO now so I can watch it. I have a couple takes on it. One is I thought everyone agreed. Michael Jackson definitely did some weird shit to kids, right? I just thought I everyone thought knew that, that was always a thing. I just thought that was common knowledge. We all knew it. He yeah. settled some shit back in the day, but we, for whatever reason, were like different time. You know, a lot of fuck back in the day, a lot of weird shit happened. Like Elvis, a lot of people like Elvis a lot, you know, but he had a 14 year old he held hostage in his fucking house until they could get married, right? And then say other rock stars done similar shit with like kidnapping young teenage girls until they were of age. And I only bring this up because this whole R. Kelly thing that's going on now and then this Michael Jackson thing. And I have some friends on Facebook uh, through rap that have this whole, like, liberals are trying to take down the black community in, like, a totally different way than conservative. And I've just never heard this. I brought up this theory a little bit before on Cosby, uh, you know, on this podcast, where they were saying, like, you know, why is Cosby going to jail when, you know, Weinstein isn't, you know, it's because he's black and all this shit, right? Like it's the liberals trying to take down the black man. And that's basically it here as well. They're saying, like, they're trying to take down these black icons. So there's these two people make this documentary about Michael Jackson, and everyone's like, it's disgusting, blah, blah, blah. I need to watch it. Uh, But he is dead, and he can't defend himself. It's, just, it's two people's there, allegations. I did have a uh, Facebook friend of color bitching about it today. Did you? Talking about how he was innocent in all the courts. Right there, you don't. You're not making a believer when you say he's innocent in the courts. Right. When so, I figured out the courts are going to rule how they want, how they're feeling that day. There's not even a consistent sentence for most of the laws. One judge will give you a hundred years, the other judge will give you twenty. Right. There's just there's no consistency in it. This is very true. But the theory goes, uh, you know, that for Michael Jackson and then for R. Kelly's thing, similar thing. You know, all these other artists kidnap young girls. R. Kelly. You know, because he's black, all of a sudden, you know, all this is happening. I, mean, I, I think the the awareness of, like, child porn in the last 20 years has just been way fucking upgraded. Right. It really has. I mean, that's definitely a thing. And it's a, where we're actually trying to protect kids. I think yeah. there are a lot of times that if kids were poor or they're from a certain area, it didn't matter as long as they weren't rich people's kids. And now I think we care more about everyone a little bit. Uh, so I think that definitely plays into it. But I am going to watch this Leaving Neverland thing. Um I'm probably not. I do. I'm not saying that these people are wrong because you kind of want to like believe the victims and all that. But it's it's just I'm like, it looks like a money grab when you wait till he's dead. And then you're like, here, let me tell you my explosive story of how the dead super famous guy molested us. Fuck, and where's, then, where's all Tupac's money going? He's still making money. It's very true. Uh, I think he has a foundation. His mom runs something like that. But on this, like Corey Feldman, I believe is his name, um, you know, child yeah, actor, yeah, whatever. And yeah. he's been molested as a kid and he's come out all this time of like, there's pedophiles in Hollywood. And then when it finally came out, he was right after everyone made fun of him for years. Now he feels vindicated. And he came out saying, you know, I hung out with Michael Jackson a lot. And when I was a kid and it was never sexual, like he goes, I just want that on record. Like, you know, I've said other stuff is he goes, I, I don't, he kind of seemed like he doesn't believe it, but he don't want to, he doesn't want to victim shame these guys either. Because he knows that that shit happened. But, like, when he told his story, I was like, well, yeah. And, like, Macaulay Culkin, I think, said similar shit of, like, I've hung out with him. It was never sexual. He was, like, a gro- like a man-child. He was just a man-child. And there was nothing sexual. I liked his music, but I don't think I could have had a conversation with him. That voice 
I don't think he really talked. talking voice. I think that was for cameras only. A lot of people, so it has come out that like off camera, he had like a deeper voice. Oh. Uh, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if there's any footage of it, but I know that is like a myth or miss, you know, legend or whatever. So I always thought that was uh, pretty interesting. Now, we did mention the court system, so I have something here that I think that can kind of go into that a little bit. Is Did you see Paul Manafort's jail time sentence? So Paul Manafort was some guy who worked on the Trump campaign, and he was found guilty of conspiring with Russia and all kinds of shit, right? Like uh, obstructing justice, tampering with something, like all these fucking charges. And they gave him like three years in jail, four years in jail. Where it's like there are people that fucking – sold you know an ounce of weed they got more gel time mm. you know like 10 years ago like it's just an example of like if you're rich enough they ain't like ain't shit gonna happen like what's fucking three years when you fucking like to me treasonous activities with another country should be more jail worthy than like petty th- drug crimes on the street all right so another example of fucking justice systems fucking shitty so anyway i thought i'd bring that up to you oh i saw <laughs> Actually, before I get into the cool shit, I want to bring up the Momo challenge because that was a big deal in the last week. Are you aware of the Momo challenge? Uh, not the challenge, but the whole is it that fucking goofy looking bird head? Yeah. So yeah. it's like some weird character on the internet, right? And uh, the way the story goes, I'm going to tell it exactly the way I understand it, and I could be wrong. Is the original stories would be like, hey, there's this, and this happened like six months ago, went away and came back. That's also another background thing. But it'd be like in little kid videos that are like toy unboxings, like in the middle of them, this creepy fucking girl comes out and tells these kids to commit suicide and stab their parents and how to take pills and open kid safe bottles and all this shit and tells them how to kill themselves. And so like, you got to watch out for this. Right. And so at first you're like, Oh man, that's crazy. And then, then you see the videos of parents asking their kids if they've seen it. And the kids are like, I can't tell you. I'm not allowed to tell you you're going to fucking die. And then my like, kids are freaking out and crying ball and hysterics. And you're like, Oh shit, this is crazy. But then a couple of days goes by and you look into it and you're like, Oh, apparently all that's a lie. There's not any evidence any of these videos even exist at all. Just that one picture of that head that an artist made fucking two years ago and posted the internet. And it wasn't like a bird with breasts or something. It was like the mother bird. It was some sculpture. I, I read a story and it had some lady standing beside this goofy looking sculpture. I don't have any idea about a bird sculpture. This is like a weird bulgy eyed. I know exactly. Ring looking no, chick. I, we're talking about the same thing. Okay. I, I swear. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it might be. I've just seen that one picture. But what I'm saying is apparently it's all fake. All the hysteria, all the parents being like getting their kids to cry about it. Wow. Uh, now, I could be wrong about that. But the last I read, the whole thing's a big fucking thing to f- trick you parents into actually parenting and watching what your kids watch on YouTube. That's all it is. It's a way to get parents to be like, oh, maybe we should pay attention to what these kids are watching. So... There you go. Uh, from what I understand, that is uh, what's going on. There. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, it is on a bird, like an eagle body. Yeah. Got that. Yeah, I've only seen the head before. It said a sculpture by a Jap- Japanese artist. And it kind of looks like the Beetlejuice set. Right. You can see that <clears throat> comparison. I thought it was pretty dumb when I seen it. Right. So anyway, I, I just know, see a lot of people freaking out. I realize it was a challenge. Well, yeah, it was. Well, it's like the things telling people to kids to kill themselves is what people said the challenge was. But then, like I said, it's come out that that's no one's been able to find evidence any of this ever existed. So, uh, another challenge that's going on is the cheese challenge. Have you seen the cheese challenge? Or you throw their cheese at babies? Fuck like, yeah! I throw cheese at rats at work. Oh hell yeah! I mean, wait, they would probably like that though. No, not actual rats. Snitches. Oh, okay. I've thrown several pieces of cheese at people. I'll just stick them in my pocket. When someone snitches, <laughs> I throw a piece of cheese at them. I bet you're real fun to work with. <laughs> <laughs> I like the cheese challenge personally. I know a lot of people are like... Hey, the kids are going to eat it. It just depends on how hard they're smacking these babies. Right. So And, and it's going to make a pop because it's like... It's the texture. Mostly the- like water anyways. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just... I think they're all funny. All the babies look so confused. One dude threw one on his cat, and that was the funniest one I've seen yet. Um, so I know a lot of people are condemning these, but I had fun watching the Cheese Challenge videos. So um, they get no hate from me. Just get that uh, clear here. You don't have kids either. I don't. It's the first thing that's made me want one. 
I was like, God damn it. <laughs> if only I had a kid, I could throw cheese Could-be at it. Could would kick your ass. For saying that or for, for throwing for cheese? Snacking, <laughs> your baby with some cheese. She she doesn't listen to the podcast. I'm going to kick her off my Instagram follow so that she won't see it. Uh, speaking of which, on Instagram, I made this dope beat. I'm debating playing it at the end of this episode using a snippet of this podcast of you um, and your enjoyment of titties. And it's so good. Like, I'm going to probably try to sell the beat eventually because I just think it's that fucking good. Unless I can it make a song good. about titties. Um, but I've been jamming out to like every day since I made it. I'm like, God damn it. This one's so fucking I good. I played it for my friend earlier and he just busted up laughing. And you caught me off guard because I had no idea you took that clip, you know? Right. Yeah. It, it was definitely different. So if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. A quick thing, two things I need to get to because you know, friend of the podcast, Brad Sirex, um, shares the podcast from time to time. He won the hat, mailed him the hat. He said he got it. So that's the thing that happened. Cool. And then he didn't realize, because I told him that day, like, I'll try to mail it, but it's like in the fucking teens, right? And there's like a little snow on the ground. Like, I don't know if I'm getting out today, but I ended up doing it. And he was like, what? It gets to the teens in Oklahoma? I didn't realize, because he's like from Pittsburgh, I think. And I'll just explain to anyone out there that's not from Oklahoma. It gets everything. We have all the weather. Like Two days ago, it was 20-something degrees, and it's fucking over 50 right now. Right. And I remember one time on when it was just me and Powell back in the day, there was a stretch we mentioned on the podcast where in 24 hours, it was like 30 degrees to 78 degrees. Like it was some crazy turnaround in a day. So like that shit just happens here. I don't know. It's Oklahoma so flat. does whatever the fuck it wants. We have no seasons. We just finished up winter. And then we went to spring back to winter. I mean, when spring, I was a winter, kid, spring. it was like November, December, and January were cold. That was it. Yeah, I mean, not even January. Usually, we went back to school. You could wear shorts and shit. It makes me think we're off on our calendar somewhere because I did. It does seem like the seasons have shifted. Yes, winter starts later, ends later, whatever. But yeah. So anyway, the weather is crazy here. Now we'll get into tornado season soon, where everyone freaks out about tornadoes. Personally, me, um, I'm assuming you agree, but maybe not. I'm not scared of a tornado from a, a probability standpoint, like. They hit, and yeah, the house will be gone for sure. I mean, if and one I, shows up and I ain't got time to get away, I'm going to lose my stomach and probably my life. But right, but fuck, I mean, I've watched so many tornadoes. I mean, they was so I from Long Grove, and that fucking hits there all the time. Right. I mean, I had a friend who wanted his two houses down from his house and just destroyed it, took it off the fucking frame, and then didn't even touch any other house. And it was like. Okay, yeah. If you were in that house, that would have been bad. I agree. And fucking more gets fucking annihilated about no, every other year. I do. Uh, so we have like this root cellar that I have this water pump in. So if we had to, we could go down there, you know, if something got real bad around here. But the way Ada's sit somehow, no tornadoes ever hit in town. So that makes me feel pretty safe because of history. But it could happen. Ada is shaped uh, like a basically a toilet bowl. Yeah. If you look at our county, we're shaped kind of like a, with this fucking crown, and it fucking always gets right outside of town. Right. So, and it's a little hillier here. Like, where we're from, it's flat as fuck. Like, I'm assuming, I think Long Grove is the same way, but like, where you go to Ringling, which is like a 30-minute drive, that's nothing, but when you would go from where you live. It feels like a fucking hour. From where you live to where I lived. It's so flat, like, you can see, like, eight nine miles something like that like some stupid amount away like and then here at least there's hills right i tell people that all the time like when they're like eight is fucking look shitty i'm like i don't think you understand how much hills just helps because when you grow up in a place where you just fucking now you could just see fucking you could see houses two three miles away (laughs) just fucking yeah just there they are um so anyway that's another thing but and then also he didn't know my first name wasn't mo so the first episode, I go into it a little bit of, you know, a podcast of Mo, but my name is Aaron, and then my last name is Mosier. I don't really like Aaron. No one's called me that since I was probably in, like, fifth grade, because in fifth grade, I started football, and everyone started calling me Mosier, because that's my last name, 
And then once my friends all started smoking pot, we got lazy and they all started calling me Mo instead of Mosier because it was easier. And then that's how Mo started. And then I got a tattoo. They misspelled my last name. We covered up everything except Mo. And then I really leaned hard into Mo. So that's the story of it. There's several people in our family have went by Mo from time to time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like your main nickname. For sure. At least to all my friends, like to the people that matter. Right. One of my coaches tried to, he called Demo and Emo. But it really didn't fit considering emo started being a trend, and I wasn't really I mean, into that. <laughs> Mosier was my last name when I turned six. When I was like five and in T-ball, they called me Aaron H. And that's another thing. I, most people call me Mosier because there was a girl in my class named Aaron, and they called her Aaron Hall, and they called me Mosier. And she'd always be like, well, if you're going to call him Mosier, can you all just call me Aaron? And they're like, no, we call you Aaron Hall. And we always called her <laughs> by both names for whatever uh, reason. I always felt bad for her. Uh, I saw a movie trailer. That was the fun thing I was going to bring up earlier. Uh, for this movie called Brightburn that looks so fucking cool. I, I don't even like scary movies, and I don't know if this is necessarily a scary movie, but the, everyone go look at this trailer for Brightburn. It's basically like, imagine if Superman landed, you know, in Kansas, like he does, and then at like eight years old, he gets mad and breaks a kid's hand, and then everyone's like, something's wrong with this kid, they got powers, and then the adoptive parents, right, mom and dad, are like, hey, this is my fucking kid, back the fuck up, and then the dad's like, he's a monster, and then the mom's like, fuck everyone, I'm the only one that has this kid's back. And then he all of a sudden starts killing everybody in the town and turns into him. So it's like if Superman went rogue at eight years old and fucking started killing a whole town full of people, and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm in. This is like damn, fucking an awesome-ass idea. And I saw the trailer the whole time. I'm like, oh, my God, like, I don't even like these type of movies. This idea is so good. I'm going to go see it first yeah. weekend. I have to. Um, I don't remember when it came out or when it said it was going to come out, but I just think everyone should check out Motherfucking Bratburn. So I was listening to your music episode six. Yeah. And you mentioned a, a common homie that we have from several different periods in our life, Wayne Rogers. Yeah, yeah. I went to I played ball with him at East Central. We knew each other in high school. So he came in. He didn't come up the first year. He was like two years after. He was in my last year when I played. Right. So, and then I guess he stuck, hung around. Right, yeah. Like I said, I... I met Wayne. He was described to me at the time. And I'm not saying this is accurate at all. But everyone was like, he's a blood gang member and he's killed people. You don't fuck with Wayne. And I was like, dude, Wayne's like the homie. He's really nice to me. Well, coming out of Ardmore, there's no telling what he had to do to survive. That's a fucking shitty town. <laughs> right. And so, and he was just never mean to me. So, like, everyone acted like he was this mean guy and he just not, you know, don't fuck Wayne, don't fuck with Wayne. And I was like, and I, so everyone was scared of dude, him. Dude, good fight. Yeah, and that's what I have heard that. And like, I remember one time being super drunk, and there was this dude Rufus who was super swole. At a, like, he would have beat my ass for sure, but I was drunk. And in a fraternity, when you're drunk in a bar and there's thirty of you, you say stupid shit because you're like, well, there's I enough got of thirty us. of us, <laughs> right? And I was talking all this shit, and he like backed down immediately. And he was like, "Oh, I'm sorry," blah blah. blah. And I was like. How did I pull that off? I was like kind of feeling myself a little bit. And then I turn around and Wayne and like eight of Wayne's homies were behind me. <laughs> and so <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, that's how it happened. And then uh, like I think I mentioned the podcast. Wayne would stop by to smoke with me basically because I was a random white kid that he uh, – no one realized we were like friends, I guess, or whatever. So he could just swing by and so, I was like, yeah, hang I, out, man. I used to give Wayne and his cousin Lionel rides back to Ardmore when I'd go down there to work on the weekends. So – Hell yeah. rides home. There's a few guys. There's another Lionel Young who I was real cool with back in the day and to play football. Um, I don't know where any of these people are. I guess I need to look them up and shit. You got anything else you need to bring up? Oh, uh, I figured uh, you might have talked about it. I might have missed it. Uh, Bernie Sanders hiring an illegal immigrant. Did you read anything on that? Oh, I did not. I haven't seen well, it. Like he hired his like, personal secretary was an illegal immigrant with an arrest record. Uh well, are they good at their job? <laughs> I don't know. I don't see what illegal immigrants always a weird thing well, to me. I don't care if you came in here illegally. I just don't. But the arrest record depends what you're arrested for. I don't know. Some of the hardest working people came in the country illegally and fucking figured it out afterwards. So like I just don't I can't judge that person automatically off that, but if they're arrested for like fraud and Well, that's shit just like a that. big thing, you know, he's a politician and they're fighting back and forth on that. 
Right. And then he's running for president but hires illegal immigrants. I think I mean, that's honestly a good thing. He should lean into it. I mean, like, if you're already caught, lean into it. I don't think there should be anything about illegal immigrants. I think you're all immig- immigrants should be American. Like, you know, he just does this whole Bernie Sanders thing. And then. Uh, so if you could regulate who came in, what would you. Well, they would, you would come in, you would still have a process. I think people, and I always hear this whole. They come in, they steal our welfare, and I'm like, I don't understand that whole thing. But, Apparently down in Florida, somehow they get welfare. I ain't figured it out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the rules here, but from what I understand, because I got on food stamps when I was in college, um, and I had to go through a lot of shit. Like, it wasn't like, just sign this piece of paper and you get food stamps. It was like you had interviews and meetings and you had to do shit. So I just always get confused by that. Now, I just know, like, my parents or my dad was telling me a story. They went to New Orleans or somewhere. They meet some guy who, you know, works 20 hours a day, and he was, like, a heart surgeon in the old whatever country he's from, and, you know, he's working his way up here, and just because the American dream, and I'm like, well, yeah, that's awesome. I think it's a cool fucking story. I don't want to kick that person out or whatever. I don't know. I, I don't think – it just doesn't negatively affect me, I guess. It doesn't seem like it does. So I just don't care. I guess that's a big part. A lot of these – a lot of the issues conservatives care about, I literally just don't care about. It's not that I'm against them. There's just got to be a way with so many people in the world already that we have to regulate who comes and goes. And honestly, I've watched enough conspiracy videos. If you want to tell me that the liberals right now are trying to make the new world order by eliminating borders and just being like everyone lives with everybody and we're all one big country, I get that whole thought. But to me, it's too far. We are one globe. Like, it is, it's basically there. Like, right now, they're trying to eradicate the crazies of, you know, like the North Koreas. And so they're trying to figure out which, speaking of which, isn't going well. The Trump summits have not done anything. So I just want to bring that up. Yeah, didn't they? uh, They didn't come to an agreement the other day. They even, they reopened sites that they previously hadn't closed. And then they never stopped their sites at all. When Trump was like, we've achieved peace, I'm like, uh, you're supposed to achieve them not having nuclear weapons, I thought was was the goal. I thought, well, you know, we're supposed to be the baddest country in the world, just send some drones in with some fucking missiles and blow that shit up. Right. Like, if we went really went full villain, I just think we got to choose our lane, right? I get tired of America being, we're the good guy, we're the bad guy, we're all of them. Like, are we the villain in this movie? If so, let's just fucking Death Star it. And we just will fucking run everything. Or if we're not, then let's stay out of everyone's business and then just figure out our shit. Like I said before, just bring all the troops home. Then if you're worried about our borders, you can find jobs right there. Line them up. I don't think it is worth (laughs) the money to pay people to stand on a border. I think that's the biggest waste of government money that a conservative would be so against. Well, they're across seas now. Right. But like you can make some argument they're doing something there that gains us something. They're literally doing nothing if they're just standing on a wall staring at the empty desert. Because let's say that plan works and then no one comes to the border anymore. We would have to cut those jobs or do we just continue to pay people to, hey, we're making a human wall. And if we're making a human wall, why build a wall? Just have the humans stand there for well, eternity. You're still, you're, even with the wall, you're still going to have to have watchtowers. I guess. I mean, the Game of Thrones has a wall. You're going to have spotters. Yeah, but they ain't got dragons. They have airplanes. Those are, like, better in a but lot have, of ways than a dragon. Don't you have to have paperwork for airplanes? Uh, I don't know how other countries work. I don't, I'm not quite sure. But, like, if like I really... Like I said, I can't just stroll on down in there with nothing. I have to have passports. You kill with an airplane? No, you have to have passports if you're going to Mexico. You just steal an airplane. You fly to Mexico. You land it on a fucking desert strip somewhere. And then you run away. That's how people escape from See, prison. I don't want to go to Mexico. They don't have human rights there. They have some, but yeah, not quite the same. <laughs> why do you think people want to get out of Mexico? That's why they're escaping to America. Why don't we just take out their leaders then and fucking elect someone who'll give them those rights? Fuck. Well, I think what's ironic in the scenario is we fought Mexico in a war once because Mexico outlawed slavery, so they cared about human rights, and Texas was like, hey, we want slaves, goddammit. We're fighting Mexico, and that's what the whole Alamo's about. Texas still seems like its own fucking state, really. Well, like it's like it's the like Republic its own... of Texas, right? They believe they're their own shit, and they, yeah. I think, it's going to secede at any time. But anyway, that whole thing was fought over. They wanted slaves, and we would like remember it fondly for the Alamo. And yet Mexico now we're like shithole countries, and I'm like, well, hey, remember back in the day when they figured out slavery was bad first? 
So like they weren't always the human right shithole place that everyone seems to think of them these days. And some of my I had good friends growing up who are Mexican from Mexico whose parents snuck in here illegally. So I'm probably also like biased on that, right? Man, like I, I go to I was working at a pizza joint one time, not Mazio's. And the cook had to leave for a week to go get a son, and I had to, like, cover the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. That's how that shit happens, man. So he was hiding out in El Paso, I believe. See, I can't even imagine living a life like that. Like, to me, I get a call, and I'm like, I got to go do something tomorrow for an hour that's not <laughs> in my schedule. Uh, these motherfuckers are like, they do crazy shit. I don't know. I'm just saying, like. I don't think no, it's easy. My, no, my son. I right. need to go get my son. I need off. Was he Asian or? Shut or, up. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I need to think of a quick, funny uh, sex story. <clears throat> Let's see what time we are at. Um, all right. This one I think is pretty good. I've always feel really awkward about thinking back to it. If anyone uh, went to nerd camp with me, they're going to know who I'm talking about, but I'm not going to say any names. But there was this person that I knew from nerd camp who – uh, went to the same college here at East Central as us. She was dating this guy. Um, he was a fine fellow. He was probably closer to your age than my age, honestly, right? Like he was an older guy. And they came over to my apartment um, because I was smoking a little weed, right? And this guy wasn't his thing. She kind of wanted to smoke some weed. So we started smoking some weed. And he joined in or whatever. She talks her boyfriend into there should be a threesome scenario really quickly. Like clearly tell this was on her mind before she ever showed up, right? And I just wasn't, like, wasn't ready for it. I was like, uh, sure, yeah, whatever, whatever, man, whatever y'all want to do. Uh, I'm 18, you know, so I was like, like whatever. And uh, this guy's all okay with it, right? And so she's sucking his dick, right? And I use my hand. All right, like, I'm not braggy about anything. Like, you know me pretty well. I do not brag. But the one thing I've always came natural with is the – the fingering technique, right? It just seems it always works well for me. I don't know. And so she was like, holy shit, or said something like that, right? Like as soon as I started, and he was like immediately jealous. He was like, what? Is he better at that than me? And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> wow, that's weird. And it got real fucking awkward. She kicks him out, and then he sits outside my door for the whole night, and it was the most awkward um Awkward thing that probably has ever happened to me. Uh, maybe not ever, but it's up there. Like, even now thinking about it, it makes me feel awkward <laughs> and insecure just because all of it. Because then I wasn't good for the rest of the evening because I was like, well, you have a boyfriend. And and he's uh, outside my door right now. And she's like, we've oh, started no, this. Hell no. I would have finished that shit off. I did. And... <laughs> That was, it was just really awkward. And then she dated that guy again, never talked to me after that, got fucking pissed. And then she moved back to where she was from, uh, went to school there, and then got married. And I mean, she's all whatever. She still isn't my friend on Facebook. Um, but anyway, I always thought that story was was pretty fun. Wow, that's, that's pretty dope. And so that was back, again, that was my freshman year of college. Like, before see, I pledged where your fraternity I would have went with the whole thing while we were smoking on the couch is, you know, I'm kind of weird about it. But my picture of a threesome is two girls. Right, that would have been preferable. But I wasn't. I wasn't one making I mean, plans but, here. Yeah, but I guess there's clearly uh, no butt to nut rules. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I was just like, okay, this guy's gonna Kinda have sex weird. with his oh, girlfriend. Shit, I got a cat a hamstring cramp. You know, all right, so I'm just going to let you know, anyone else, that what you just did is impossible to make sound good on the podcast. That's going to be so loud on the fucking register, you're like groans and moans. My bad, dude. You got to fucking get better at this shit. Anyway. Uh, man, when you got a cramp, man. I will tell another story, um, a very similar one to what I just told uh, in a future one, to where you're like, my typical thing is like, I'm like, I get it, but I had a similar experience. It was like even weirder, and it was just like... Uh, like I said, I was like fucking young and stupid or whatever at this time. But I'll say that one. Uh, well, I had a crazy future. breed when you came to college. Yeah. Well, I had a lot of crazy friends is basically what it what it was. Um, I was just trying to be a good kid. But all my friends were bad influences in my life. That's how I view it anyway. Uh, all right. We got anything else for when you get out of here? I can, get, I can say uh, there'll be a music episode this Friday. I have no idea if there'll be an episode this Wednesday. I'm trying right now, but no one will hit me up. So we'll see.
Oh, yeah, uh, did talk you see about. that video I shared where the cops raided this dying patient that had cancer, raided his room looking for marijuana? I, I didn't watch it all, but I saw and you And the guy share. was like, you dumbasses, I took the marijuana pills in the parking lot. There ain't no more. Right. Hey, why? This dude's got cancer. Leave him the fuck alone. Because it's illegal. And God says, follow the law of the land. And if you believe in the Bible, you believe in the cops. And they're all the same entity. They can't see your looks on the podcast. It doesn't go across. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's not what everybody believes. Well, how about you get out of this country if that's not what you believe? You know... I just have to be devil's advocate. <laughs> I'm not getting out of my own damn country. Lots of people feel that way. I ain't one of the ones that said if so and so's elected, I'll fucking go so where wherever. I know you hey, were actually of, you were on the winning side both times. You're very rare because there were people on Obama's terms of if Obama wins, I'm moving to a country that ain't gonna have a Muslim president. And then there was the people after that that were like, if Trump wins, I'm moving to Canada because he's a fucking authoritarian dictator and yeah, then, there's actually more rules in canada on the uh, whole like you got to have a job you got to report so many times it's almost you, like you they can't figured just get it lost out in the system and we should just kind of look at what they do maybe. Yeah, well that's what everyone says about canada but when it comes to that i mean like basically everyone that come across the border would have to basically like deer tag it on my ear right. tag it on my guess right but i mean the argument can't be what well, we can't do it canada does because it's too too much if the argument is we got to do more or whatever well, if they I mean, do more than us say, let's try you know you think everybody you, sh- you shouldn't kick anyone out it's what you said earlier but if we do what canada does if they don't follow the guidelines they get kicked out well yeah if these people don't fo- you're saying kick people out for crossing a border i don't know if canada is they kick them out as soon as they cross the border or do they give them a tag like you say and wait until they break they other laws till, no they uh give them like a permit like 30 60 days or however long it is so we should do that. Let's try that now. People come across the border, we'll get them. And if they don't, they go, they go track them down, like Mountie. Yeah, Mountie men. Mm-hmm. That's why they still got them with those fucking red suits, those Dudley Do Rats. I did mount me, man. Anyway, uh, I think that's all we got this week. Again, uh, be on the fucking lookout for uh, another episode, maybe this week. If not, listen Monday. Yeah, just so I can re-listen all the other ones. Uh, tell people about it. If everyone just told one person about it, and then if like just some of those people liked it, that would be cool. You know, like if you have people like podcasts, just be like, hey, check this one out. These guys are shitty at it, but you'd really be uh, like part of the ground crew of it for when they get good. Yeah, no shit. That's how I look at it. Um, but anyway, that's all I got. All right, peace. Peace. Beats.